gentlemen welcome back to the show on a rainy dreary cold sunday afternoon here in the garden state i walked in the rain i drove but i walked a little bit into the rain to get my iced coffee i put a little cream in it this time there was a homeless man sitting on the steps of the dunkin donuts that i went to this morning and he did something very funny it's very sad but it is very funny if you think about it he um I was walking past him and I heard him go, right? Like he was going to hock a loogie. And the logical sequence of events of audio that you hear is, right? The spit. That's the logical sequence of events that you hear when you hear somebody or come across somebody doing that. That's what you're used to. It's pattern. Right? That's what you're used to hearing. That's what your brain is used to hearing. Instead, it went like this. It went... <laughs> he threw up. It started off as a loogie and it ended up as vomit. And uh, an aggressive vomit at that. You heard it hit the pavement. You heard it hit the pavement, and uh, my guess is it has something to do with substance abuse. That's my best guess. I wonder what he thinks about geopolitics. I wonder what he thinks about the goings-on, about the culture war in America. I wonder if he thinks we should ban TikTok or not because it's controlled by the Chinese and there's a uh, a dehumanizing algorithm that's pushed out to the American youth. I wonder what he thinks about all these things. I wonder if he's ever thought about it. I wonder if he thinks. You know, there's a th- apparently a third of all people on Earth don't have an inner monologue, which to me begs the question, how do they think? How does one think if they don't have an inner monologue? Is this the per, you know the type of person that doesn't have the inner monologue? Probably. It's just funny to think about is all. It brings my mind off of current events and politics. Somehow current events and politics is more sad than that gentleman's life. Sitting on the steps of a Dunkin' Donuts, throwing up what is most certainly New Amsterdam vodka and a hot dog that he paid in change for. U.S. warships, we're transitioning now. U.S. warships and commercial vessels have been attacked in the Red Sea. The Red Sea is the little splice of sea between Africa and the Arab states. And, you know, at first I was like, oh boy, that's... That's no bueno. My first question was, I, who did it? Who done it? It was a classic who done it. Game of Clue, right? Game of Clue. But then I kind of reshaped my perspective on it, and I applied it to my own life. Because right now, basically, they're saying they hit us that's what the, as a, on an individual level, right? Some person came home and they said, I got beat up. It's like, well, if, okay, if I know, I know if I were to call my mother or my father or anyone in my personal life, really, 
and I'd be crying because I'd be beat up. Dad, I got beat up in Newark. I was in Newark at midnight and I got beat up. The first question wouldn't, to me, from him wouldn't be, who beat you up? How bad is it? Do you need to call 911? His first question would be, what were you doing in Newark at midnight? And in this case, you know, since the U.S. technically could probably say, well, Israel invited us, right? We were defending Israel. Israel invited us. So if I if I told my dad, I said, I got invited by a friend. He still wouldn't say, okay, then it's okay. He, he still would have said, well, that's stupid. It doesn't matter if you were invited. You knew better. Newark at midnight. Not amazing. You should know better. You're an idiot for going there. What were you doing there? I don't care if you were invited. You're an idiot for going over there. And that's kind of now the, the, the way I see the situation. What are we doing over there? Well, we were invited by Israel. So? Who gives a shit? If a friend of mine said, I'm, you're invited to a party the fucking in O Block in Chicago, I'd be like, ah, I'm fine. I'll be okay. I'll be all right. Because I could forecast a potential situation where I would get the shit kicked out of me. I'd get mugged and they'd take my shoes and my Levi jeans. They'd hit me and mercilessly taunt me for having pale skin and red hair. And I can foresee that because I'm able to analyze a situation prior to something actually happening. I have some background knowledge on O-Block. Bang, bang. Shout out Chief Keefe. Don't let me... Listen, folks. Don't let me catch you talking sweet about Chief Keefe. Yes, and that includes you, motherfuckers in the barbershop. I wouldn't go. A seeming, uh, what seems to be a very good ally, a good friend, Israel, says, why don't you come on over? Right? Come on, come on. The U.S. should have went, I, I don't, nah. I could, the U.S. should have sat back and said, I can foresee a situation where the people we send over there could get hurt. And because we're not defending our own country, and it's not, by the way, before anybody says, well, it's, what we, you were just going to let, in that, by that theory, you could let Hitler run, you know, just kill the, no, 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 because here's the difference. Israel, with no help whatsoever, could maraud. Hamas, Palestine, Lebanon. They can take care of their shit themselves. They keep putting out all these TikToks about how badass the IDF is. Well, do okay, then take care of it yourself. Stop asking for help, you fucking pussies. Just do it or don't. Don't drag it out. Don't be a fucking Zelensky. Because here's the fact of the matter. If we're putting all of this money into a war machine that can't even handle a small group of disorganized terrorists, then we should probably save the money and focus on our own shit. Right? If the friend that you like the friend... Friend's a good guy, right? Doesn't get great grades. Had to get his GED, but he's, you know, he's working as a plumber now. He's doing okay. But every single, you know, foot, you know, Sunday, football Sunday, every football party that he invites you to, somebody 
fights somebody and the cops get called. And you, as a rational human being, want to avoid putting yourself in a situation where you could get caught up in that hurricane. What would you say to the friend who says, why don't you come over this Sunday, we'll watch a little football, right? We'll throw a few 10-leg parlays down, see if they hit. What would you say? You'd say, no, I listen, I already have six eight-leg parlays put in. I've got errands to run. You decline the offer. You would decline the offer. It's the old saying, just because your friends jump off a cliff, would you do it? And the obvious answer, it's a rhetorical question. It's become quite a popular culture reference, especially when speaking to children. Would you... If your friends jumped off a cliff, would you do it? It's a rhetorical question because everybody answers no. Yet, in the realm of geopolitics, it's very difficult to apply common sense. That's what I've noticed. especially So when it comes to large groups of people, governments, global conflicts, all common sense uh, behaviors that we apply in our personal lives... And in our individual relationships, we just throw out the window when it comes to foreign relationships. It's just out the window. Goodbye. See you later. Right? I wonder what is in it this time for the United States. When we analyze the situation from the standpoint that we're in right now, or for, from the perspective that we have right now, there's no there's no benefit to us getting involved in this. But it seems like we are now involved, and this came across the wire like an hour ago. Who knows what the fuck's going on? It's probably a lie. This The first 20 minutes of this podcast are probably me commenting on a lie. That started in a Discord server somewhere and got picked up by fucking Fox News. Which is really the running theme of this show. I comment on things too quickly and they turn out not to be true. And so listening to this probably was not even worth your time. Um, But if it is true... I'm, I'm, I'm weighing the pros and cons here. I see a lot of cons and not a lot of pros. You think Hamas is going to grow into a terrorist cell that is unmanageable by the CIA, FBI, Department of Homeland Security, NSA, TSA, all of the American military branches? Is that what we think is going to happen? Do we think that not massacring all Palestinians with American help is going to empower Iran to develop a nuclear weapon and finally nuke Israel like they've been saying they're going to do for the past 50 years and haven't yet? I'm curious to know what the reason, what the possible reasoning could be behind saying it's a good idea to get involved. Well, they're our ally. We gotta, we gotta, we're loyal. It's like, yeah, I'm loyal. But if my friend says, here's a line of cocaine, it has fentanyl in it, I'm gonna do it. You should too. It will be fun. I would go, well, I'm gonna pass. I'd say, listen, Nathan, hey, you go ahead. But I'm going to pass. In fact, I would I would actually go a further step and say, hey, Nathan, not only am I going to pass, I think you should pass. Because that, if you know for a fact it's laced with fentanyl, 
you're going to die probably. And I don't want you to die. I don't want you to see, I don't want to see you make a mistake that so many others have. That's what the U.S. should be saying to Israel and should have been saying to Ukraine now for over a year. Hey, I don't want, I don't want to see you make the same mistakes that a lot of people have. Right? Throughout history. I don't want you to, listen, compromise, make peace. A lot of people are going to die. Right? A lot of people are going to be snorting that fentanyl-laced line of cocaine. Let's try to bring our friends back off the cliff if they're such good friends, right? Because we say these are such, you know, strategic allies that we're loyal to. Well, you would think that in that case, we would try to give them advice. Say, hey, take it easy. Take it easy. But... I guess that's none of my concern. I can't control it. I can't control it. The only thing I can do is just read shit on Twitter and comment on it and pray to God it's true and that I didn't get bamboozled. I didn't get bamboozled like the mainstream media got bamboozled by fucking 4chan about this, which basically looks like the okay sign. And a bunch of fucking 4chan retards trolled the mainstream media into believing that it meant white power. I kind of forgot about that. I had heard about it years ago. This was like when Milo Yiannopoulos was big. Um, and I, you know, at the time, it's like, that's fucking crazy. I didn't really look into it, but I, it, for some reason, popped back up on my, in my algorithm. My algorithm needs to be I don't know where it's going. It's just all fight videos and death videos and fucking. It's not good. I need to make a, a heavy correction to my algorithm. I'm going to get the cat videos. I'm going to get back to cat videos and fucking football highlights. I don't know what the fuck this shit is. It's just all Ukrainian and Israeli fucking war footage. It's all violence. I'm becoming callous. I need to reinvigorate the humanity in my social media timeline, in my social media algorithm. I had a uh, shot of espresso in my coffee, and I am sweating. Makes my nose sweat. My large German nose sweat. Um... Yeah, well, just hey, listen. Hey, uh, God bless both sides, right? I've said my piece on this. I think they th- they should just both be just put on a ship and sail out into the ocean, and whatever happens, happens. Speaking of ships, I came across a video on my Twitter and uh, give you some context before I play it here. This woman who you'll hear at the beginning of the video, it's kind of hard to hear. You, you can really only hear it in the, in the first part because there's a lady who's recording. She's talking over the video and seemingly reciting a license plate number to nine one one. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe she's, I don't know. I don't know why I keep trying to figure it out. I already told you I don't know. But this woman is crying. She's in the middle of the street crying because she was late for boarding her cruise. And she missed it. Okay? So let's go ahead and take a watch. Take a listen. My booking number is four. B as in Victor, D as in George, Q as in Quick, X as in X-ray, Q as in Quick. Let's listen to it again. Let's turn it up a little bit. <laughs> My number is score, 
B as in Victor, D as in George, Q as in Quick, X as in X-ray, Q as in Quick. Now, for those of you who are watching, the person who is crying you can see on the screen right now is the woman in blue in a blue shirt and these baggy, colorful sweatpants and uh, bucket hat, looks like. And the person who posted it online, it's interesting because they were like, can you believe this? Can you believe this behavior from this woman? What a childlike, immature behavior. But the fact of the matter is I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at all. You know, you're to, oh, you're telling me a middle-aged, overweight, white woman who's wearing loose sweatpants and a bucket hat is on her knees sobbing in the middle of the street like she just fucking had a child that was stillborn over a missed cruise? Yeah. Yes, that's that is a lot more on par. In fact, I would be a hell of a lot more shocked if this woman showed up knowing she's going to be late. Because, by the way, the whole drive over there, she knew she's going to be late. You know when you're late, right? You know when you're late. You know in transit you're late. So the expectations were obviously set. This doesn't matter to this woman. She is the brain of a fucking 14-year-old girl uh, who's rebelling against her parents by drinking wine and taking Xanax, right? That's the maturity level that this woman is working with. She oscillates between a woman who's in her 40s and can make her own decisions, quote-unquote, and a little teenage girl by the age of 14 who thinks getting a tongue piercing is going to uh, do something for her, beneficial, beneficially. Benefit her would be a better word choice for that. I would have been more shocked if this woman shows up looking like this, goes to the gate, they said, can't board, they're leaving. And she went, God fucking damn it. I knew I was going to be late. I should have been fucking on time. (sighs) Well, I guess I'll know next time. And she turned around and left. And handled it like that, like a mature adult. I would have been shocked. If I would have saw that behavior, I would have said, hey, wait wait a minute. Fed, fed. That suspect behavior out of a overweight, slightly overweight, not too overweight, but slightly overweight, middle-aged white woman dressed like a mentally retarded person attempting to board what is probably her 16th cruise. Right. Because, again, I mean, I, I know we've probably dove deep into this demographic of people, the people who really enjoy cruises. Right. They're the same people who really enjoy buffets. Yeah. They like mall food courts. They like TGI Fridays and Applebee's and Fuddruckers. A lot of wall to wall carpet goers on Carnival Cruises. Okay, but you know this person who who posted it, you know the, the basically the implication the implication was: Can you believe that this woman is acting this way? Yes, yes, I can. And in fact, I'd be a little worried. I'd be worried for her safety, for everybody's safety, if she quietly went. You know what? This is on me. I I woke up late. I didn't have my ducks in a row. And what are you going to do? There's nothing I can do now except learn from this experience and be on time next time. If that woman said that, if she went up to the gate and the security guard said, "Ah, ah," and she said that, she's going to go into her car and pull out a, 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 you know, artillery weapon and murder everyone she in, in her line of sight. That's what she's going to do. Right. A middle-aged white woman wearing a bucket hat and loose sweatpants dressed like a walking advertisement for some fucking, I I don't know, cotton candy flavor, acting maturely in public, something's up. You should count your blessings that you saw that woman weeping in the street 
like a Hamas mother holding the corpse of her child. You should be fucking happy because guess what? She doesn't pose a threat to anybody. The woman who looks like that and goes, what are you going to do? Well, guess what? She's going to come back and plant a bomb. Right? She's going to uh, get real heavy into the Kaczynski works, the Unabomber's manifesto. She's going to really idolize Timothy McVeigh. And then we're going to have a problem on our hands. So, yes, I can believe that this woman acted this way based on who she is. Now, this isn't everybody. This isn't all whites, even. This isn't even all white women. But this white woman, having the, you know, the wherewithal to, to, to dress herself like that, makes sense. Now, if I saw a younger Mexican man, maybe if uh, a Mexican man in his 30s weeping in the street over a missed carnival cruise, I'd go that's out of character. That's not that seems weird. I'd go that's odd. That's peculiar. That's out of character and I wonder if there's an you know an external factor here. I would I would go so much as to say that maybe it's not all about the cruise. If I saw a Mexican man weeping in the street because he missed his cruise, I would say that he actually purposefully didn't get on the cruise because he got a call from his wife saying that his mother, father, and eldest child have died in a car accident. And that would be the only way I could ever see a younger Mexican man, 30s, 30-something Mexican man, on his knees sobbing at the gate of a carnival cruise. But this woman checks out. Checks out to me. Would be funny if they sailed into the Red Sea and just got fucking tanked by Hamas. This woman's like, well, now I'm glad. Now I'm glad. In fact, who knows how old this video is? Maybe that woman found her way over to the, you know, the 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 west coast of Yemen and started launching. Who knows? The wrath of an upset middle-aged white woman on the morning of her carnival cruise. She probably missed it because she had diarrhea from the baby back ribs from fucking Applebee's. That's probably what happened. And for that, I sympathize with her. It's a ruthless diarrhea. All those restaurants that these people like, the TGI Fridays, the Applebee's, the Red Robins, Chili's, TGI, uh, what's the, Buffalo Wild Wings is another one. I mean, just a ruthless carpet bombing of diarrhea from those places. It doesn't matter what you get. You can get a fucking Caesar salad, and you're going to turn your asshole inside out. Right? You know what always amazes me about these cruises? The demographic that it attracts. And, you know, I, I described one demographic, right? The, the, uh, the whites, right? Type of whites. But also it's like, Carnival cruises seem to attract a lot of black people as well. So basically, you have Carnival Cruise attracting black people and then the white people who are most likely to have a a public conflict with a black person on the same cruise ship. They're they're like magnets. It's like flies to shit. Black people and white people who get into fucking fights with black people in public, usually verbal. And they both just pile on to these fucking carnival cruises, which, 
by the way, maybe maybe there's a altruistic and ulterior ulterior motive by Carnival Cruise. It's to get these two groups of people in the same place and make them have fun. And so when they get off the cruise, they associate those groups of people with the fun feeling they had on the cruise. So maybe it's a a creative way of of mitigating racism. And by the way, the black people that go to the, the, those cruises, they're also eating at Applebee's and TGI Fridays, Ruby Tuesdays, CeCe's Pizza, anywhere with a buffet too, Golden Corral. Which again, then I then I have to question whether or not my critique of those establishments are sound as well. Because are they attempting to do the same? They're drawing the same people. Like I said, they're drawing the you know, drawing black people and white people who usually have a problem with back, black people in public and get caught on camera doing so. And they're bringing them together in the same environment. And they, I don't know. Perhaps we need more of these. Olive Garden, Red Lobster, perhaps we, Texas Roadhouse. Perhaps we need more of these. It's a sit-down place, right? It's not just get your food and go home. No, you got to sit. You got to be. Not only are you with the people that you probably love, but now, now you're around people. There's an atmosphere, and it's diverse. Somewhat, it's diverse. Somewhat. I don't know. Maybe I have ha- I've I've been treating these establishments quite unfairly. Makes me think about myself. Introspection is very good. See, as I work through these things, sometimes I f- I find that I have a flawed critique of what I what you know of what I'm actively critiquing, which is why I'm trying to help America. You know, as we're, hey, as we're sailing through the Red Sea and we get hit, we should probably do a little introspection and say, what what are we we doing here? What am I doing here? Right? If you get hammered on a cruise ship and you fall overboard, prior to you hitting the water, you should have enough self-awareness to go, what the fuck was I doing on a cruise? What was I thinking? Introspection and self-awareness are important. Speaking of transportation, we've covered boats. Now I'm going to show you another... form of transportation that has an added layer of potential conflict and critique-worthy behavior. Now, for those of you who are just listening, that was a video, it was a short video of... Uh, it's taken from the front of the plane. People are boarding. And during the middle of the boarding process, there is a Muslim man in the middle of the aisle praying. He took his his holy mat out. I don't know the technical term for it. His holy mat, holy floor, whatever. And started doing the, I don't know if you ever seen Muslims pray, they stand up and then they get on their knees, they bow their heads and they, 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 do, they do it five times a day, they face Mecca while they do it, okay? It's a Muslim, you know, holy tradition. And, and that happens daily. And it has to happen, I think it's supposed to happen at specific times. 
I have a problem with it. This is, again, transportation problems. I have a problem with it. Not because he's praying, but because, sir, you knew goddamn well. You knew Allah damn well. You were going to be boarding at this time. You can't fuck other people over for your shit. Okay? You can't fuck other people over for your shit. Pray. Pray. Right? I don't care. Pray and make all the white people on the fucking plane uh, nervous. Right? Mention Allah a bunch of times. Get this lady in the red standing here. This fat bitch who probably just got off that cruise. She's flying back up to fucking Long Island from Florida because that's where they departed from. Make her sweat a little bit, but do it in your fucking seat or just don't figure it out. Don't fucking stand in the aisle of a plane when people are trying to board. What are you doing? Which is balls, by the way. I'll give this. I'll give it to this guy. It's ballsy to be this Muslim, this much Muslim on a plane. That's ballsy. Bringing this much Islam to uh, a flight. Most would say it's courageous to do so. I wonder if he got kicked off. I would have you'd have to kick him off. Right? And I don't think once I don't know this for a fact, but once Muslims, devout Muslims start the prayer, I don't think they stop for like anything. Right? I don't think they're supposed to stop for anything. They're supposed to complete the prayer. Once they complete the prayer, then they can interact with others. So kicking him off would be a problem because he probably just wouldn't listen. He'd probably just keep going. He would have to probably be removed by force. I don't think you could tap him on the shoulder and go, hey, hello, sir. I'm tr- I'm, t- I- I'm trying to get, I just got to, it's, I just got uh, what's, you can't do that. You can't try to inch your way past him. He's just going to continue. Do you remember a few, this is about a year ago now, they dragged that Chinese man off like a United flight, kind of a pudgy Chinese man. They drug him off the flight. And then he, I think they got sued. I think that was right when they started with the Asian hate. Or maybe it was like toward the tail end. I can't, I can't remember. And they just, I mean, they fucking Japanese soldier bayonetting a Chinese baby and waving it around like a flag, drug him off that fucking flight. This is probably, I don't know what he did. I think he, I think he ended up suing and winning if I remember correctly. Whatever this is, mer- this merits more of a drag off, right? And this actually, this is probably an easier transport. You just kind of grab the rug and slide it, right? You have two guys, one on each end. Pick them up, walk him out, make him feel like he's riding the magic carpet like Aladdin, and. Toss him out. You can't stay. You can't do anything in the aisles. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care if you're praying. I don't care if you're, you know, performing CPR on a on a uh, you know a child that's lifeless. Get out of the aisle. Right. You can create a pressure cooker bomb, but do it in the fucking seat. Get out of the aisle. There's no need to impede the flow of 
traffic, right? Of, of foot traffic. Get out of the way. Right? I also read a story. Did I have the, do I have this up? Let me fucking see if I have this. Let me see. Florida man arrested for pooping on dead possum during rush hour traffic. Now, again, no problem with the Florida man defecating on a deceased possum. I have no issue with that. And I don't think anybody should, right? I wonder what his thought process was. I don't know. Maybe that possum, maybe he had a vendetta. Who knows? I think it's probably his right to defecate on a dead possum. But it is not his right to defecate on a dead possum in rush hour traffic. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Right? I don't care what you're doing. I don't care. You know what I liked about the homeless guy at Dunkin' Donuts who hocked a loogie into a throw-up? It was like an alley-oop. Right? It's like, yeah, you know, it looks like they're shooting at first, but then it's a pass. And this guy fucking, you know, LeBron comes and slams it down. He was out of the way. Right? He was on the back end of the stairs where nobody comes or goes from. He left the front end for everybody to do what they have to do, go get their coffee, go get their donuts, go scream at the Indian man for not repeating the order back to them. Whatever. Whatever you're doing in Dunkin' Donuts. He didn't block traffic. He didn't impede on... He didn't... He didn't delay anyone else's day. I have respect for that. I have respect for the man who can confuse vomit with a loogie out of everybody else's way. I have respect for the man who can become addicted to alcohol and probably a myriad of other other things and publicly, you know, vandalize the sidewalk with his stomach contents out of the way. I have respect for that. You do whatever you want. You want to throw up on the sidewalk? Fine. Okay? That's fine. Don't do it in my way. You want to pray? You want to do the Muslim prayer and get on, you know, stand up and down your knees like a burpee almost. You do like five burpees and then they're done. You want to do that? Fine. Do it out of the way. If you want to shit on a possum, do it out of the way. If you want to, you know, med ball slam. Uh, uh, an aborted fetus and scream, this is my right as a woman, it's my body, my choice. Fine. Do it out of my way. Do it out of my way. I have a coffee to pick up so that I can sweat and have the energy to get on a podcast and talk about nothing for Hopefully an hour. That's if we make it today, folks. We're at 43. We're stopped. <laughs> stretching, okay? We'll get to maybe like 52 if we're lucky. We'll get to 52 if we're fucking lucky. Just keep out of my way. Keep out of my way. It's the same thing with this fucking shit on Twitter. This is why I have to correct my algorithm. I don't really give a fuck if... One of our military ships get, gets bombed in the Red Sea. It's not my prerogative. Get off my timeline. Get out of my way. Do whatever you want away from me. Okay? If you want to blow up an abortion clinic because you have a problem with the woman who was performing obscene acts on her aborted fetus, that's fine. It better, no shrapnel better hit my car. I better not have a fucking dent. 
do whatever you want out of my way. If you want to get braces as an adult, fine. But don't show them to me. Keep your mouth closed around me. Fair? Right? Fair? If you're selling something on the street, especially if it's something to do with music or the arts in general, fine. But don't ask me to buy it. Stand there quietly while I pass. That's whatever else. I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of people who are going to be willing to buy your product. Not me. Stand there quietly and let me pass. Don't get in people's way. It's unbecoming of a person to do so. It's also what I respect about the white woman. Although maybe... Maybe she was in somebody's way because the person who was reciting the license plate was probably reciting that woman's license plate, perhaps because she wouldn't move her car. Maybe she was in such deep despair that she refused to leave. I said, ma'am, you have to leave. Otherwise, we can't get out. She said, no, I'm not leaving here until you put me on that ship. So maybe she wasn't somebody's way. Who knows? You can't have context for everything. And I'm certainly not going to do a deep dive into that fucking situation because that happens every fucking week in Florida. Some fat, ugly bitch with bad skin has something not really that bad happen to her and then she freaks out on camera and it gets posted on Twitter and everywhere else. And everybody thinks, oh, she's fucked, but she didn't have a job in the first place, so it's not like you you can't hurt her. This woman is indestructible. You think you're going to publicly shame this woman? She doesn't talk to any of her family. Her kids don't even know if she's alive or dead. Okay? Her husband hasn't been home in three weeks. She has no idea where he is. You cannot destroy this woman from this video. It's clear that she has no concern for how people perceive her in public. I mean, look what she was wearing. Let's let's take a look again. My booking number is for Viz and Victor. Oh, she was saying her booking number. That's what it was. She wasn't reading a license plate. And also, then I've I've gained respect back because she's not in anybody's way. It's funny because you can see the cruise ships start to slowly move away. Yeah, she's in nobody's way. And she cares very little about what the public thinks of her. She's in the middle of a crosswalk next to a busy street, weeping into her suitcase and then getting up and walking and weeping into her hands. And this person recording thinks, this is crazy. Wait till she sees this. She's going to get home and see this video and shit. No, she isn't. Because guess what? She's already fucking a half a bottle of wine deep with Fox News on, two Vicodins in, and she may have shit her pants already. You can't can't take this woman down. This is like trying to invade Afghanistan. You can't do it. You can't win. Right? It doesn't matter who does it. It doesn't matter if the Soviets do it in the 80s or the U.S. does it in the early 2000s. You can't take this bitch down, right? She has Viet Cong-level defense. Can't hurt her. No, sir, no, ma'am. She is an immovable force or an immovable object. Right. That's it, folks. Forty-nine minutes and forty-three seconds. Pretty good. Didn't have a lot prepared. What are you gonna do? I had a busy week. What are you gonna do? This is the week coming off of Thanksgiving. It was very busy. A lot of things to do. My mind was elsewhere. 
But that's it, folks. Thank you for joining. Um, get over to the fucking uh, YouTube, Rumble, Rockfin, particularly YouTube and Rumble because those are the two new ones that I'm on. Go fucking watch, like, subscribe, comment. Do all the things that I've traditionally told you not to do because I see that, by the way, we've gained listeners from an audio-only perspective. I don't know how that happened. You guys just don't want to see the video. Get the fuck over there and watch the videos, please. It helps for me to diversify my my portfolio of of uh, publication. One might say. It benefits me. It benefits the show. Right? I I one day want to take a cruise. I one day want to book a cruise and miss it, and absolutely collapse into a pile of tears while somebody records me. Except I'll do it differently. I'll see the person recording and get aggressive, and then I'll catch a charge. That's the difference. Because I don't want that video out. I'm a little bit more self-conscious. I'm a little bit more insecure than that woman. And I don't want that video out. And I'm willing to... I'm willing to get an assault charge to prevent it from getting out. So please go over... And the Patreon. Go to the Patreon, folks. Go to the Patreon... Go to YouTube and Rumble and like and subscribe and watch and comment. I don't care if you comment the worst shit, right? I don't care if you comment horrible things. Just it, this, It's all about the algorithm. I've been talking about the algorithm today, okay? It's all about the algorithm. The more likes and the more comments, the more attention technically, negative or positive it gets, the more it gets put out there, the more it catches on, right? So just go do it, please. Por favor. Por favor. But thank you for listening. You know I appreciate. Thank you for listening and watching. You know I appreciate your your viewership and your listenership. And you're going to come back next week, hopefully, and tell some friends. That's how we do this. Tell some friends. Say, hey, there's this great new show, and you're going to love it. It's very insightful spiritual politically poignant entertaining robust use those types of adjectives robust invigorating intriguing thought provoking you're smart you'll figure out how to describe it tell your family members I'm sure they'll appreciate that you listen to this. Thank you.